Say, Heavenly Father, say this morning, thank you for the release of your grace and your power of preservation. Thank you for keeping us and preserving us against every act of the enemy. If your heart is grateful and you are full of thanks in your heart, lift your voice and begin to give him praise, begin to give him thanks. Tell him how much you are grateful for preserving you. He said, for you who were dead in trespasses, he has made alive together with Christ. And said, for by grace you have been saved. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And he says, he has raised us together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. What a mighty God we serve. Why don't you give him praise? Oh, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness. Oh, glory to God. Ah, la la bahaya. In his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful, Lord. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. For you were without Christ, the aliens of the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once afar off, have been brought in. You who were once afar off have been made near by the blood. For he himself is our peace. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Say, Father, say this morning, I pray that you will send forth your word to me. A wedding season. Lift up your voice and begin to pray right now. Speaking to God to speak to you.
Jesus mighty name Father thank you for the spirit of grace the spirit of your might the spirit of your power thank you for your loving heart that you have kept and preserved us by your strength you have covered us you have shielded us Lord in you we are kept by your power this morning I pray that you will speak to every one of us here May we not leave this place the same as we came. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Look at somebody in the face and say, good to see you in church. All right, please kindly take your seat. Hallelujah. How are you doing? You are blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. So I am talking to you today about walking in the will of God for your life. Walking in the will of God for your life. The will of God is the mind of God. In Ephesians 1, Paul said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus, by the will of God, the will of God is God's destiny for your life. God has a plan for every one of us. How many of you believe that the one who did the phone you are holding had a plan for the phone? Of course, I believe you know the plan has determined the function of the phone. That is why they don't use the phone as a spatula to stir your soup. If you use your phone to stir your soup, it will die in less than a year. That is if you will eat the soup. Because the battery in the phone is a very dangerous chemical that can kill. So as you stir it and it begins to dissolve into the soup, it means you are about to die. In fact, even without the battery, you can still die because the metals will begin to dissolve. You know, metal can dissolve into powder. Now, I realize that the school we attended, we didn't understand anything. Do you know corrosion or rusting? Yes, it's the process that turns a metal into powder. Rusting. So I'm surprised you see it every day, but you never understood it like that. Ah, you mean you didn't know this? When you say something is rusting, like a metal is rusting, it means the metal is turning into powder. Oh, 
I'm surprised at the surprise on your face. But that is what it means. When a metal is exposed to moisture and oxygen, which is normal air, the metal begins to turn into powder. That process is called rusting or corrosion. Do you understand it? So if the metal is big, very soon you see that it's reducing in size. The metal is not vanishing. The surface is actually becoming powder. So the powder is being blown or being blown or very soon you see that the metal has become a slim macho. <laughs> now when you begin to stir your, your sauce or your steel with your phone, there's water in your soup. That is why the soup is still able to flow. And see, even in steel, there is water in steel. Now, when in Ghana we say soup, it's different from when other people say soup. You see, other people can say soup, but it's actually water. It can also mean uh, paste. But here, soup means something that can pour. And steel means something that can, it's like a paste. It can stick. Okay. <laughs> Viscosity. Anyway. So as you stir the phone with the, in the soup, it, the, the, the phone will begin to rust, the metals in it, and it will be dissolving in your soup. So after about um, maybe three months, there will be traces of metal in your body. And that is how you people begin to die. But there's a lot of metal in our body, but we don't know from different things, from microwaves, from food substance, even the water we drink. If the water is not alkaline, there's iron in water. Iron means metal. Yes. So any water is, well, like you pour water, okay, when you flash your WC, you see that there are traces of something like, it doesn't look brown, it looks like yellow. That's the sign of metal in the water. So that water is not supposed to be drunk. You have to throw it away or use it to just wash. Anyway, this is just by the way. So the one who did the phone had a plan that the phone is supposed to be used for communication. You understand? It's not supposed to be a handbag. Many people don't know that. It is wrong to be holding phone walking around. The one who did the phone didn't make it like that. Because of radiations, it can cause a mutation in your genes. And that mutation can lead into a cancerous cell. You don't have to put your phone under your pillow when you are asleep. It's very dangerous. But the one who did the phone knows what the phone can do. So a phone is supposed to be kept at least one meter away from you whenever you are with it. And so it's not even good to put phone in your pocket from the things we know about radiations. You see, so the same way, this is how the intricate purpose, design, that the one who did the phone has put on it. The same way God has a plan for your life. It is not the phone's owner. It is not his responsibility to 
show you how the phone is supposed to be used. All he has to do is to give you a manual which will serve as a guide. And God has given us the Bible as our manual so that it will guide us as to how to know his plans and his will for your life. Now, just as if you use a phone to stir a soup, you create problems for the phone. If you go outside of the will of God for your life, you begin to get problems in your life. This week we had a program and we had the opportunity to speak to the man of God. And the man of God said, I, I don't pray for protection. Because I know that if I am in the will of God for my life, I am protected. And he says that there are people who pray that um, God should give them angels to protect them. He says to him is useless. Because if he can only do what is right, no demon, no power, nothing can uh, assail him because your safety is in the will of God for your life. So if there is a suffering, it is a sign that you have gone outside of the will of God. And there are instances like that in the Bible. For instance, if you look at John the Baptist, John the Baptist was called and the Bible said that he was to cry in the wilderness. That alone defined his ministry and God's will for his life. But the day he decided to leave the wilderness to come to the palace, he died. He came into the palace and a, a king who has married somebody, he started talking about it. And they killed him. Why? Because if no, and when he was in the wilderness, he was very radical. He could people are coming to him and say, You brood of vipers. He will insult them, it will not go anywhere. But when he came outside of the wilderness and entered into the palace, then now he died. So he was kept protected so long as he was in. The same thing with Paul. Paul suffered many things in his life. But none of them could kill him. From the day God called him, the prophecy that came is that he is going to preach to Gentiles. Gentiles simply means people who are not Jews. He preached against kings. He even spoke in the palace of King Agrippa. He went to Athens in Greeks and spoke in philosophy and all the scholars, he just rubbished them. But the day he decided to go to the Jews, he died. Even when he was going, a prophet prophesied that don't go. He said, yeah, I will go. Why? Because I don't only want to suffer, I want to also die for God. Then he left and went to Jerusalem and they arrested him, took him on a boat. The last chapter in Acts chapter 28, you realize that Paul was on a boat. The boat had a shipwreck. They went to a place called Mortar. But that was all. That journey, he never came back. According to Bible scholars, he was killed by an emperor called Emperor Nero. So they took him to Rome and they killed him. They crucified him there. But he was arrested in Jerusalem because God says that this is not your terrain. So long as you are in your terrain, you are safe. So long as you are in your terrain, 
you are safe. And if you can know the terrain, that is when you can be in it. I hope you understand. So how do I walk in the will of God for my life? There is a man God has designed for you to marry you. If that man marries you, you will have peace in your marriage. <laughs> there is a woman God has designed for you. If you can know that woman who is the will of God for your life, you will have peace, at least with that part of marriage. There is a plan God has for you concerning every area of your life. God has a plan for you for the school you have to attend. God has a plan for you for the course you have to do. God has a plan for you for the job you have to do in your life. If you can know all of these things, that is why if you have realized, some people, they don't even study much, but they always pass the exams. And they themselves are not shocked. It seems that things, things work for people who are in the will of God. If you are in the plans of God, things will work for you. There was a time, if you are in Israel, you are born again, you are going to heaven. So, some people migrated to go and stay there and follow the things they do there. And that's how they went to heaven. That's why Jesus Christ told the woman at the world that salvation is of the Jews. So, if you could know that just by going here, you'll be fine. Everything about your life will be in place. But, Pastor, you are saying that God has a plan for my marriage. I think you are interested in that one from the look of your faces. I will say something. What if I don't identify that one? Is that how they say it? Yes, sir. Like strengthening your arms. There will be issues. But God himself will also help you. But if you are to know the plan, things will just flow. What if the person that God has designed for me is dead? What if the person God planned for me is in Jamaica and I'm not in Jamaica? How will I meet the person? That's why I'm saying that if you know it and you can walk in it, because so long as he is your God's will for you, she is also God's will for him. So as you are supposed to be looking for him, he is also supposed to be looking for you. But he in Jamaica doesn't know that you two are in Ghana. But why would God design and pick somebody in Jamaica? Well, I don't know. But I'm saying Jamaica as an example. It may be the person actually is in this room. And some of us, it is in this room. Did you understand? Yeah, oh yeah Pastor, I know me, my own is in Korea. Well, it's fine. Yours in North Korea. Yeah. How can you say that your husband is in North Korea? When you are born in North Korea, it is a crime to leave the country. So people who are born in North Korea are supposed to be in North Korea till they die. Yes. Many of you don't know this. In North Korea, it is an offense to go outside of the country. You will be killed instantly. 
That's why you've never met a North Korean. Oh, you didn't? Now how many people are here that is everything you don't know? <laughs> you didn't know this? Yeah, in North Korea, they practice a caste system. The, 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 like ranking system. From the lowest to the highest. As you become bigger in the country, based on their own determination, then even to stay in the city, it's not something you can just get up and say, I'm going to Accra. It's not allowed. If you are born in a village, you stay there till you die. To come to the city, you must have a certain rank. In North Korea, nobody owns anything in the country. You cannot buy a car. You cannot buy a house. Everything in the country is owned by the country. You didn't know this. In North Korea, when, if your house is burning, now every house is supposed to have a picture of the first president of North Korea and the current president of North Korea, the two pictures. If your house is burning and you take your baby out, and leave those pictures, you'll be sentenced. Yes. Those pictures are the first you have to remove. <laughs> In North Korea, there are 15 hairstyles for girls and 11 for boys. You cannot have a hairstyle. There's no raster man in North Korea. The haircut is, is strict. The whole country. It's, you can pick only one. <laughs> so there's a hairstyle for everybody in the country. The design is already there. So you just go and say, give me number seven. <laughs> you will never find anybody in North Korea with a line in the hair. Because it's not in the plan. The plan is, oh, you mean you didn't know all of these things? Uh, okay. You can go and find out. If you want, when you close church, not now. Some people are going to Google. I said, when we close church, just Google the hairstyles, prescribed hairstyle for North Koreans, or weird policies in North Korea, or strange decisions, criminal offenses in North Korea. In North Korea, there's only uh, 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 25 websites. There are trillions of websites, billions, I mean. But in North Korea, there are only 25. In North Korea, there's no Facebook, there's no Instagram, there's no Twitter, there's no Snapchat. There's nothing like that. There are only two telecommunications in the country for making calls like Ghana's, like MTN, Vodafone, that's one. They are all owned by the country. So you either choose left or choose right. Yes, there are only two TV stations in the country. And they don't watch anything outside of the country, not even a movie. It's an offense to watch anything outside of the country. They can be celebrating that they have won World Cup in the country, but there's no World Cup going on. Because they don't know. They just announced on the national TV that North Korea has won the World Cup. They will just come and say that Americans have thrown a bomb in North Korea here. And we too, we are Italy. They will come and announce one week that they've won the war against America and the whole country will be celebrating. Well, they don't know. How will you find out? So to be born in North Korea is not something you can say that your husband is in North Korea. (laughs) (laughs) 
So to know the will of God for your life is crucial. It will help you, number one, to avoid mistakes. If you know the will of God, it will help you to avoid mistakes. If you know the will of God, it will avoid, help you to avoid delays. That's number two. As you are experimenting to find out, if you knew, you don't have to go through the process. Number three. If you know the will of God for your life, you will achieve success in life. Because the will of God is the success of your life. So, how do I walk in the will of God for my life? Number one. You must know the voice of God. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 20 says that as the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord, your God. How do you become obedient to something you don't know? It is not possible. You must know the voice of God for your life. A Christian must hear God talk to him. God should speak to you. Now, if a child wants to know a language, what does he do? Number one, the child must hear those who speak that language so that he will have to repeat what he hears. The secret to know the voice of God for your life is in studying the Bible. If you begin to study the Bible, I've had a lot of people asking me, Pastor, how can I hear God? How can I hear God? I said, the secret is in studying the Bible. The Bible is God's language. Can I tell you something? God does not speak English God speaks the Bible. The Bible is not just words. It is God's language. Studying the Bible means studying the language of God. If you somebody is to speak to you in North Korea language, you can't hear it. Why? Because you don't know the language. Whatever God tells you, it will become consistent with the Bible. How 
do you know that God is speaking? You can know that God is speaking because whatever that you hear will be consistent with the Bible. If anybody is telling you something that is not in the Bible, it cannot be God speaking. So if you have enough of the word of God in you, it means that when God decides to speak to you, you will hear it. So you must have a culture of studying the Bible as a believer. Every one of us here should study the Bible. So pastor, me, I cannot read. I didn't go to school. Reading has nothing to do with going to school. It has everything to do with being serious. No matter how much you didn't go to school, in our modern world, there are some ways you will learn them. With you, you know S-O is so. G-O is go. Nobody will tell you. You don't have to go to school to know that G-O means go. What it means is that you will know the basis. If you can recite the A, B, C, D, A for apple, B for banana, C for cat, D for dog, E for elephant, or F is for what? Fish. Fish. And G is for what? Go, God, 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 God. What about H? Heart. What about I? Ink. J. Jesus. K. Kite or kitchen. L. Lion. M. Money, money, monkey. N. Nail. Oh. Hey, okay. Octopus. P. Pet. Pet. Or peg. Q. Queen. R. S. Huh? T. Huh? T is what? Table. You. Umbrella. <laughs> v. Violin. Okay. X. He said W. He wants to confuse me. <laughs> w is what? Winter. Watermelon. X. Xylophone. Y. Yam. Yao. 
Y. Yach. And then the Z or Z. Zebra. I'm changing it today. A for Abednego. B for Bartholomew. Let's continue. C for Cephas. D for Daniel. E for Ezekiel. Uh, somebody say that Isaiah. E for Isaiah. E for Epaphras. Uh huh. E for what? E Francis. Have you seen Francis in the Bible? We are saying a name, proper noun. F, F. E, was it Faro? F for Faro. know the will of God by studying the Bible. But what about pastor? Um, in the Bible, some of the things, for instance, God told Abraham to go and kill his son. So that if somebody says that I should go and kill my son, it is also in the Bible. Well, it's God who said it. It's not somebody said it. Okay, okay. What about Elijah? Who told the woman to go and bring everything that she had to come so that he would eat? If somebody tells me to go and bring everything I have, well, it was a prophet that said it. Pastor, what if me too, I am a prophet? And I'm telling the person to go and bring his house, his car. What again? How will you know that it is God that is speaking through a person? That is why you have to also Grow your spirit. Apart from knowing the word of God, you have to also mature in your spirit to discern. And that maturity of your spirit comes by prayer. It comes by fasting. Fasting makes you sharp. Means you have a cutlass, but the cutlass is not sharp. As you fast, the cutlass becomes sharp. We are trying to know the voice of God. And I said, you have to know the Bible. But what if somebody is saying something and it seems it's in the Bible, but it has been distorted and that's why we are saying that. Your spirit has to be sharp by fasting, by prayer. Even by worship. As we come to church, we are singing. Your spirit is sharpening. You are, you are, how many of you have knife that cannot cut anything? If you have been cooking, then you should have... These people don't cook. And some of you young men say, I want to marry her because she's a good cook. You don't know. 
take advice. This modern woman don't cook. If you are here, your wife likes cooking. Hmm? When, I'll show you what it means that somebody likes cooking. Number one, she cooks even if there is food already. She cooks when nobody is hungry. She cooks when nobody has told her to. Uh-huh. These are the levels of say somebody likes cooking. Mm-hmm. If you have a wife who likes cooking, listen, God has blessed you with a treasure. Hold it well. The modern women don't cook. I'm a pastor. I'm speaking concerning somebody's situation. Yes. <laughs> this modern generation, they don't like cooking. Because you see, by the time a typical girl like the one you married eh, is 25, she likes food she can't cook. Yes, very few people here like banku, like fufu. Even the banku they like, you know, the type they like, they can't do it. Yes. I know, I know you like banku and pepper. But you realize that when you buy pepper from that joint, it's different from the one you do. You like uh, uh, that fish, that big fish, tilapia. Even watch it. I don't like watching. I ate watching on Friday. I was, I, I really loved it. That's the nicest watch I've ever eaten in my life. It's not watch you can buy. I ate it in somebody's office. <laughs> it was very, very nice. I don't know how they did it, but it's nicer than I me. Mean, I don't like watch. There are some food I don't like. I like other things. I don't like things that you can't eat with steel. They push it on it. I don't like those type of things. That's how I don't even like jollof. The type of jollof that they add pepper to it. I want steel, steel with meat inside, with fish inside. But I don't, and vegetables inside, but I don't mostly get it so. We just drink water and cook. <laughs> so you must sharpen your spirit. What I like shouldn't be a problem for you. Why are you looking at me as if I'm creating a problem? It's not, it's not your stomach. It's my stomach. You must hear the voice of God. That is how you can know the will of God for your life. If we know the will of God for our lives, I said that, it will cut long process short. You will avoid so many mistakes. In fact, you will even avoid untimely death. Like the case of some of the apostles I've mentioned. Are you here? Number two. I said number one, know the voice of God. And I'm giving you two major keys by studying the Bible by by praying and fasting. You can hear the voice of God for your life. Hello? Are you here? All right. Number two. You must be humble and have a listening ear. If you want God to speak to you. One other thing I realized that people who are genuinely anointed are very humble. What does it mean to be humble? It means you should not be stubborn. 
What does it mean to be humble? It means that you should be somebody who can easily yield. To be stubborn means unreasonable. Somebody who is unyielding, difficult to handle or manage. By counseling people, I've realized that sometimes people are stubborn. And most people, they behave like mad people. People who are stubborn. A wife in the home can behave like she's mad. She, her behavior is like madness. The same way a man in the house who can behave like a madman. His behavior is unreasonable. Yes. But you have to be humble. Are you here? These type of cases, if you mention an example pair, you can easily step on somebody's toes. So I don't like to mention examples. What are some of the mad behaviors? I think that you can't stay in the same house with somebody for three days if not spoken to each other. It's madness. It's madness. You see, you see, I don't know, but today I want to be compo- I want to be like a, a, a pastor. Like, but I'm, I'm struggling. I mean, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> you see, most of us here, we are not trained in terms of behavior. That's why we come to church. Last week, somebody was talking to a pastor. And the pastor, like, bring your ears, like I'm doing. Then, after he has finished talking to the pastor, he tapped it like this. Somebody went to him and said, Where do you come from? What is that how we do things? Is that what the American today? Yeah, some behavior is strange to some culture. You understand it? Most of us, we are not trained. For instance, when you are staying with people, how do you behave? You have to be trained in it. For instance, if you are here, you stay with somebody. When you wake up in the morning, you have to go and greet the person. By going to greet the person, it implies that I'm available. If there's anything you would want me to do, I am here. So if you are staying with somebody, don't be indoors. When you have heard that the people, the person, for instance, so what if you are older than that person? You can't be staying with somebody that you are older than. Hello? The person you are staying with is older than you. That's, hey. Ah, uh, let me explain it well. Pastor, I am 20, I'm 35 years. I'm staying with somebody who has rented a house and is 24 years. <laughs> now, because you are staying with the person, let me prove what staying with somebody means. The person is the one who is paying rent. The person is the one who is paying water bill. 
The person is the one who is paying electricity bill. The person is the one who gives you food in the house. The person is the one who does everything in the house. Now, if you are older than that person, you have to go and greet that person. What if that person is your mother? Yes. You don't expect your mother to come and greet you when she wakes up. But if your mother comes to say that, hello, good morning, and goes to her room, it's not wrong, but it's not right. Ideally, if you are staying with somebody, when you wake up in the morning, go and greet the person. Don't say that, oh, I was doing my quiet time, so I wanted to finish. Until I talk to Jesus, I don't talk to any man. And Jesus will not say anything. If you go and greet somebody, would that affect your quiet time? Oh, hello, daddy, please, good morning. Good morning, sir. I hope you had a nice sleep. Yes, sir. All right. Please, before you go to work, I'll try, I'll wash your car. I'll, I'll, do that. Why is this guy not coming? Because you go at eight. The person is doing his quiet time. So you don't do the quiet time at eight. You should start at 5 a.m. By 6, 6, 30, you are done. You take your shower. You start going and clean his car. Clean this, clean this. Put kitchen together. That's how you do it if you are staying with somebody. Yeah, no matter who you are. Or you are the father. <laughs> if you are the father, you can relax. Because authority-wise, the father is higher. So you cry, even if you are the owner of the house. Like, okay, let me put it this way. You are married. Your mother comes to stay with you. In the morning when you wake up, go and greet your mother. Because mostly they wake up before us. If you wake up at five, she wake up at three. They are like that. But what I'm saying is that, try to sense movements and know that the person is awake. Then you go to, oh, mommy, now nah, it's the same. Okay, now, nah, and nobody there. Oh, many of me, I got sugar and diabetes in Tino. Oh, yeah, by the baby, mommy, I'm the baby, piano, man. All right. So, oh, yeah, you slept well. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. And now, Uncle Kodo Fremio, I say, oh, no, so I have my catch and so I say, afterwards, go and stay in the inside with your wife. Your mother will never have a problem. Then you speak to the house help or your wife. Please. Mom say he wants here. Hey, this woman wants come here. He's always giving instructions. Yes, you have hosted her. It is not by force to host somebody. Once you are hosting somebody, means that you are capable and able. Now, if you can't provide the yam, you have to negotiate with her before you leave. And because of the time, it's difficult to get yam at this time. Will you mind if I get tea for you? Okay. And you if you are hosting somebody, you should know what the person will like. As you are bringing your mother, you know that she doesn't drink sugar. So you can't be giving her tea in the morning and kill her. So before you say that, oh, mommy, you can come. It means number one, when she comes, you have a place to sleep. What if she comes without telling you? If it's your mother, you have to, you have to adjust. But it's not right that somebody is coming to you without telling you. Do you understand? 
so that you prepare. Now, because mostly we are not trained in a certain way, our behavior is somewhere in the house. But all of us here, as you come to church, there's a level of training that is going on. It will help you to know that if you are staying with somebody, you shouldn't eat three times. It's wrong. So, Pastor, what if I like eating? Then get to a place to stay. <laughs> now, it's possible that you may stay in a house that did not have a problem with the number of times you eat. What I'm trying to say is that don't be a burden to anybody. Or the wife with the stew, chef, fridge, mom, but not half. Now I say, who create confusion with your milk? You know, now say milk, now say sun. If you can create a bum because what she been adding, she are also no. The best said, oh, they just be humble, be humble. That's all. Now with humility, most of the times the instructions of God are not pleasant. Most of the times, the instructions God gives us are not nice because naturally you will do nice things. You don't even. How many of you have heard that today I heard God that you eat? Except you are fasting. You can't say you heard God that you eat. You will eat because it's a nice thing to eat. It's a nice thing to slow. God doesn't speak when it is nice because He knows you will do it. When it is not nice, so mostly the instructions of God are not pleasant. They are not comfortable. Do, do, do you get me? Mostly God will tell you things that it will, that there is nobody who received instructions from God and it was easy in the Bible. Abraham, leave your father's house, your family, your kindred. That's the environment God calls. Bring your son, let me kill him and use his blood so that I will give you many children. Mm. A, a, a child, I got him almost at 100. You think it's easy like that? <laughs> so when we check the Bible, God mostly doesn't tell us easy things. Yeah, yeah, marry a prostitute. God even told him to sleep at his one side for four years or so. Sleep one side. If you tell her this, we'll break you also. So you sleep only at one side. You think it's easy that you are sleeping and you can't stretch? Do you know why you stretch when you sleep? Mostly, you stretch because you lie down for long. Or you lie at one place for long. That's how you stretch when you sleep. Because when you stretch, you're actually helping the process of circulation. But what the So the body naturally, even though you are asleep, you begin to stretch. Stretching is like mass exercising. Yeah, that's why you stretch. What about why do we young? That one day I don't know. Because everybody says they don't know why. So when you are tired, you yawn. Well, when you are also happy, you yawn. When you are angry, you yawn. When you are sad, you yawn. When you are happy, you yawn. Yawning, even fetus yawns. Babies in the womb, they yawn. So science doesn't know why people yawn. It's, there's no science book that has been able to explain it. It's one of the mysteries. When you read the devotional, can science explain everything? It's one of the things science cannot explain. Why human beings yawn? We don't know. I mean, sometimes somebody is yawning, now you two start yawning. It's infectious. <laughs> if the person was tired, you two that you were yawning, are you tired? 
So you must be humble to receive instructions from the Lord. Look at Proverbs 25 verse 12. It says like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is to a wise rebuker to an obedient ears. Is a wise rebuker to an obedient ears. So when you are being rebuked and you have an obedient ear, the Bible is saying that it is like a gold or an ornament that is around the neck or the ears. Is an earring. So how many of you realize that when the sisters they wear nice golden ear? How do they call it? Earrings is very nice. Uh, oh, oh, uh, yes. Also, if a girl ha- doesn't have earrings, she looks like a boy. It's very beautiful. Obviously, that's how it is too. Like when you are rebuking somebody and the person is humble, it's like you are putting nice golden earrings on the person. You that you are rebuking God, you are happy that you are doing it. And he too is receiving it gladly. Have the humility to hear instructions from God, pleasant and unpleasant. And God will keep talking to you. Are you here? And anytime God talks to you, it will reveal his plans for your life. And his plans are his provisions. Sometimes the reason why we don't get answers to prayers is because we are praying for things that are outside of the plans of God for our lives. How many of you realize that to be a president in Ghana is better than to be a, a house cleaner in Holland? But you are praying to go and become a house cleaner in Holland. But God wants to make you a president in Ghana. So as you are praying, the whole thing is not happening. And you don't know why God is not listening. Because you don't know tomorrow. Some of the things you are praying, the reason you have not received answers is because God has a different plan for you. That's why the Bible says, you know things, give thanks. Good or bad, give thanks. Hallelujah. Number three. Walk in obedience. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Are you listening? Are you learning? What does it mean to obey? It means to follow commands or guidance. It means to conform or to comply with an order. Obedient. It means somebody who is submissive to restraint or authority. Somebody who is amenable. He's biddable. Biddable. He is tractable. He's law abiding, conformable. Obedience simply means following instructions. In Ephesians 2, he said, 
And you, he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, uh huh, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sense of disobedience. So what has God said? Obey. The Bible says you should not forsake the assembling of the saints together. You may not understand why, but God is the one who said it. God says, give, it shall be given unto you. You may not understand, but give. Somebody said the last time that receivers are not remembered. It's only givers. That's why there are many rich people who have died. Not all of them are known. Those who did something are those who are remembered. Walk in obedience to God's revealed instructions. That is how you discover his plans for your life. What does it mean to be obedient? It means to be led. Somebody that you can be led. That's why I said sometimes people behave crazy and mad. They are out of control. Out of order. Have you seen somebody he went to war and they were shooting guns? Hey, the guns are loud. Hey, hey, the guns are loud. Who goes to war and complains about gunshots? Hello? Some of the work you are doing, that is the requirement. You have to go there in the morning. You have to go there on weekends. That's what I have chosen to do. Oh, no, 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 no. I will not listen to anybody. Some of you, before your husband's marriage, they told you that they will be pastors. Today, they want to be pastors. You say you are leaving them. Is it right? I remember one day, a friend of mine asked me to go and see his beloved. They were coming to marry. The lady was in Lighthouse, Kodesh. And then we went to see the lady with my friend. And as they were talking, the, the, the lady told the, the young man that, me, um, I love you and I want to marry you because of the way you love God. And even the fact that you want to be a pastor is what finishes me. Hey. At that time, the guy, the, the, the guy was a manager for an insurance company. Manager. Even the, the car we sat in is a company car we sat in. With the company name on the car, white car with the company name. The, the, the company name, the first letter is G and it's red. You see? And then we, we, we went to see the lady. She said, oh, he loves the guy because the guy said he wants to even be a pastor. And the way he loves God, he's preaching. At this time, the girl was doing national service with Nestle. She got a job with Nestle in Kumasi. Then she, she did food and nutrition. She did masters. 
and then she started as a part-time lecturer in the University of Ghana. And then moved to Accra. One day the man said that, look, I've done insurance for some time. I want to now be a full-time pastor. At this time, the girl was, the, the wife was a lecturer in a university, but not legal. The girl said, hey, this decision is your decision. I'm not a part of it. <laughs> when they married, I was there. The one who did the wedding officiating was Bishop E.A.T. Saki. The one who did the preaching was Bishop Okoboti. I was there in the wedding. The girl said that you're going to be a pastor for the way. At this time, she's receiving salary, which is, you see, when a woman is getting money, she thinks of being independent of the man. When a man is getting money, he thinks of making her wife happy. That's the, I'm talking about modernity. It's not like that in every case. They are Christians who marry. They are not like that. But those who are not Christians, I'm showing you how they behave. It was shocking that as I talk to you now, the girl has divorced her husband. No other reason. Mika said she didn't regard me. Like, I spoke to her. One big man of God called her three times. He said she can't be part of this decision. She can't be part of this. She can't be part of this. She can't be part of this. This pastor friend of mine, too, has a friend who is also a pastor. So this woman went to see this pastor friend of mine and said, she's leaving. And said, he doesn't have this, and he's putting all the bed on me, and I don't have this. Our children are here, and they have two children. Our children are here, Dambal is here. Then this pastor, without issuing discretion, took the woman to somebody to help her to rent and leave the husband's house. Okay, if there's any problem, if I, when I talked to her, she would have told me that this is the only reason. She didn't have any reason. And I realized that that friend invited me to go and preach. Did posters. When my friend told me that, this is what the guy has done. My friend didn't even know that the guy has invited me to go and preach. And I was on the poster. I just sent him a text message. Sorry, please, I cannot come for your preaching appointment. He called me, I didn't pick. Because, you see, you can't treat people like that. It's your friend. Why won't you call the friend and say that? This is what your wife has come to tell me. Mm -hmm. huh? Even if you want to listen and find out. As I talk to you now, they have divorced. The court even says that they can come and cancel it. They give them, I think, two years or so, or one or something here. The time is about to, that is by October, it will be ready, then they can cancel it. The wife says no. Now she's a lecturer, she gets money. Like that. Meanwhile, you say that, oh, I love you because you say you want to serve God. You want to be a pastor. 
So now that he's actually doing what you like most, you know, one of you suddenly, be, as I said, people behave in a way that is difficult to understand. But that's how it is. Whenever you want to obey the will of God for your life, obey the instructions, some of these challenges are likely to happen. God will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, God will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. In which you once walked according to the cause of this world, according to the principle of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. And I said, what does it mean to walk in obedience? It means to be led. To be led. Obedience means to conform. First Peter 1.14. He said, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former last, as in your ignorance. So obedience means there is a level of conforming, yielding to. Obedience means to please, to please the one that you are obeying. In this case, God. Titus 2.9. Exhort bond servants to be obedient to their own masters. To be well-pleasing in all things. One of them is not answering back. Conflict resolution. Not answering back. Not answering back. Sometimes you are a third man, but you are actually the eleventh man. So there are three, four, five voices that are speaking. You see, I did conflict resolution in my past time. You know, I didn't do peace science, but I mean, when I was in school, I used to use vacations to study things that are relevant for the path I am choosing in life. But when you become a pastor, you will solve problems. Every day people are fighting. Conflict is resolved by third parties. Take it from me. Yes. For instance, when you marry and the two of you are fighting, what it means is that your wisdom is not working. But if you are not fighting, it means your wisdom is working. That one, you don't need any third person. But if you're always fighting, arguing, well, see, after the First World War, there had to be peace. For them to have peace, they established an organization called the League of Nations so that that organization would be the third party that will solve all the problems. They didn't solve it well. They, they, they established something called the Treaty of Versailles. At the Treaty of Versailles, they gave a place called Assas and Lorraine to France. A, a, a portion of Poland, they took it from Germany. They disarmed Germany, destroyed their army. They told Germany to cut down their military. Germany military was 60 million. They cut it down to, I think, 500,000 or so. That was there. And Adolf Hitler got angry that Germany has been humiliated. So he went about to arrange and they, they told Germany to cut down their technology, their manufacturing. 
So that you have to be weak. You see, people who fight are people who are strong. How many of you have realized that when you see a boy who is slim, you never see marks on his face. You never see marks on his leg. Mm -hmm. America has been going to war every year, except when Trump was president. Because they are strong. Russia has been fighting since 1948. Every time Russia is in a fighting with a country, many of you don't know, the Ukraine one is the biggest, so they are always fighting. Every, they fight, they fought in Chechnya, they fought in uh, 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 Georgia, they fought in uh, this place that they took, what is the name? Everywhere they are always, because they are strong. But you see the boys who are slim, they are always first in class. When you are even insulted, they don't talk. But the house are boys. Lie, 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 lie. So mostly when I see the boys who are not strong, you can see, you see me, I have marks on my face. It's a sign that I'm strong. Me, I've, I've been fighting. Some of you, there is no mark on your your mouth is straight. Your nose is uhini mumumuda. Wanumpaida. Ubiyan hedeoda. When I was in JSS, I was going to fight with somebody who was my school prefect. Not JSS, primary school. We were in class four, but they were in class six. And I was going to fight. He was the school prefect for class six. He was called Kelvin Che Daniel. As I was fighting, I got close and the guy gave me head up. Then blood was coming everywhere. My mouth became like this. <laughs> Small boy, but he gave me head that I will never forget. <laughs> I bear the marks of many fights. <laughs> they don't fight because they are not strong. When you are strong, you always be fighting. How many of you have realized that you are not in court? Like right now, if I have some money, this thing should be in court. Who could be a hundred thousand to a man lawyer? Be no coda. Umbe kiamo. Who needs a year? Um, um, pentoka. Umya de um pentoka. But one thing, Ube kuntokasa. You always be fighting. So they decided to weaken them so that they can't fight. Then Adolf Hitler went to organize another army. And it was only Germany was not in alliance with any country. And they are fighting the whole world. And they won. Until he made a mistake that he's going to attack France and Russia together. He divided his army. This part is going to France. That's why Adolf Hitler made a mistake. And they started getting hungry and very cold. Then his commander started disobeying his instructions that look, we cannot be killing ourselves here like that. This guy, this crazy guy in Berlin doesn't listen to anybody. That's how they lost. He, he would have won. America, United Kingdom, France, all of them, even Russia was part. They were all four. The West and Germany alone standing at one side, Adolf Hitler. He was defeating everybody. They took troops from Ghana. From That's how it's called World War. Because even if you're not fighting, they bring soldiers from your country to go and fight. Then when Adolf Hitler killed himself, he killed himself. Nobody could kill him. Mm -hmm. They set up an organization to solve the problem. And it was called the United Nations. So 
The United Nations was supposed to be an independent body that will mitigate or mediate, like right now. I think that they have overthrown somebody in Gabon, in Niger, in Sudan, in Burkina. Now, the person who has been overthrown, do you think that if he decides to sit down and have a meeting with those who overthrew him, there will be peace? Why wouldn't there be peace? It's obvious. <laughs> there's competition, there's politics. There. No, so they appeal to AU, African Union, you should come in. ECOWAS, come in. UN, come in. Do you understand? I am saying that conflict is resolved by third parties. You will keep fighting unless there is a... Re so, but they taught us at marriage counseling that you shouldn't talk to anybody about your marriage. Listen to me. You can't talk to anybody at all because some people, they, 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 they will create problems for you. You should have somebody you trust. You can say you don't trust anybody. I said, the one who told you that don't tell anybody, go and tell that person. That the thing is not working, what should I do? It will help you to know what to do. <laughs> because I've realized that when you are talking to husband and wife, the two of them can solve it because they are competing with each other. I talk to you like this, don't listen. I talk to you like this, don't listen. So you need somebody to come and stand there and say, stand here, stand here. This one is this one, this one is this one, and there will be peace. If the world had to set up organizations to solve their problems as third parties, what it means is that the United Nations is independent. Like people who are not, in the, now, now I don't know if they are independent, but that's how their body is supposed to be. They don't take side. They listen to a case then they judge that, oh, because this one is this one, this one is uh, you are not right, you are right. Then because they are independent, like electoral commission, Akufuado and Mahama cannot solve their problems. It's the electoral commission that can solve it. Like MPP and NDC are fighting. There has to be a third independent body. Who can say that? It's NDC who won, it's MPP who won, period. And we must believe in their judgment or else there will be war. There are so many wars in Africa because of elections. Even in the Gabon election. The reason why they overthrew the president because they believed that election was rigged. When they announced the election that he has won now, that day now, they overthrew him. But they were waiting for the results. If they had said he didn't win, there's no need to go and fight. But say, hey, you didn't, you, they went to overthrow. Because somebody feels cheated. Did you understand it? Yeah. That's how you solve problems. That's how you become leadable. That's how you become pleasing. That's how you become obedient. That's how you learn to follow. Are you here? Yes. Walk in obedience. Listen to what you have been told. Or else there will never be a progress. To be obedient means to yield to. Zebonse must be obedient to those who are your masters. Who am I supposed to be obedient to? Lastly, as I bring the message to a close. You must learn to be obedient to God. Acts chapter 5 verse 32. It says, and we are his witnesses to these things. 
And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Those who obey. So you must be obedient to God. Number two, you must be obedient to the word of God. What is God and his word? God, here I mean personal communication God gives to you. Personal instructions God gives to you. If God tells you to fast in today or tomorrow, that's not in the Bible. My son Matthew, fast tomorrow. Is it in the Bible? So God has to speak to you personally. And the word of God too has to speak to you personally. So learn to walk in obedience to the word of God. First Peter chapter 3 verse 1. Wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, some do not obey the word, some do not obey the word. How you read this scripture, are you not shocked? When the Bible was telling the wives to submit to their husbands, many of you think that they were giving a problem to the woman. He says that you should be submissive because your husband doesn't respect God. In case you don't know good English. Okay, we said, like wives, wives, be submissive to your own husbands. That even if some do not obey, who are the some? What it means is that if you, your husband is somebody who is yielded to the word of God, the wife doesn't even need to submit. That is, the wife also submits to the word. This one is not talking about how can he be complaining about a man that doesn't submit to the word and then he's praising a woman who doesn't submit to the word. Have you seen that before? So it means that the woman is submissive to the word. So that if your husband is difficult, leave him alone. Do the things that will make him have his madness go and just, 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 just walk in obedience. But if he follows the word of God, you don't even have to. Because you too, you follow the word of God. Things just flow. Your husband says something. Oh, it just flows. Just flows. He says, they, those wicked people may be won by the conduct of their wives. Good wives. The conduct. I don't think that a difficult wife can win the husband. By her difficulty. Does that make sense? You're always going to church, but when you come back, you create problems for your husband who doesn't go to church. Do you think that your husband will follow you? I've seen parents come to this church because of the conduct of their children. Yes. They said, that, ah, this is your church. This is your church. This is your church. This is your church. I have realized that the people who listen to us, they, they, they ah, Stay with your father, and your father is the one who irons his things. Are you mad? Is that what you are taught in the church? Huh? You are in your bed. What's happening? And your mother is in the kitchen cooking. Is that how you are taught in the church? But suddenly you begin to go to the kitchen when your mother is. Then your mother will begin to see your conduct and know that there's an impact. I have realized that people whose parents complain that they come to church is because the parents have not seen any difference. That's why I've never sided with those people. Hey, my man, I said, I shouldn't come to church. I said, listen to your mother. Because if you were using the things that you are taught in the church, your mother would never say that. Your mother would never say that. Because he has seen it. He has seen it. Your mother called me. Asantua. Come and see praises on the church. 
He said, when he even sees the, the, the father is talking to her, he says, I see that my daughter is, is able to advise and talk. He even told me that you and your father are going on holidays abroad. Yeah, she is not going. And she's so happy. It means that the church is working on the person and they have seen, look at somebody who doesn't stay in Accra. Is so much happy with the church. Why? Because we are not here. Many of you here, your fathers don't feel safe with your commitment to the church. They feel like, no, the person has juju them. Because the, the, the things we are teaching, these are godly things. These are the things that the Bible says you can win somebody by conduct, a behavior. By all. Never argue with your father. Never. No matter how right you are. Listen, when I decided to be a pastor, my mother was not in support. I never argued with her. She said I should go to America. Because my cousins say they want to help me go to America. Who doesn't want to go to America after Legon? Now Legon, I have two cousins who left in level 300 and never came back. And they are not in school. They were not in school when they got to America. It's like saying that hustling in America is better than a degree in Ghana. I'm not saying that. I say that's what their action implies. I want to buy the forms. I fill the passport forms. I fill the visa application forms. But me and Ankasan, I left some of the things out. Have you done it? Oh, yeah, 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 I've done it. So that they will not have problem with me. I have an uncle. His house is at Ajirigano. Very rich man. This is somebody a Kufuado picks a phone to call. In my constituency, my village constituency, he is the king in my community. If you put even a foul and you add MPP, they will win. <laughs> when they turn the election, MPP, three hours, something, MDC 43, that type of constituency. That's the type of constituency I come from. My uncle wanted me to be an MP. This election that they are, he's part of Baumia's team. Is they are moving everywhere. He picked a phone and he told me that, where, your wife, where does she want to work? I said, UGMC. He said, write his name. Because I said I will not be the politician. He got angry that when I call you, he doesn't pick. Don't put your trust in a, in a man. <laughs> He, he insults me every day. When I did the wedding, he came here. So that, but when she called me that, you see, I know you are also full, but you add the, uh, something to it. Like, oh, uh, sorry if you don't know, you're so full, but, uh, like, uh, I said, yes, uncle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this and the auditors know, see, we mommy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, email Benjamin Senema. Okay, but the best test is here. No, I still send me the email. I don't fight. But I've made up my mind. There's no point in arguing with your mother. It's not right. It's not fair. It's not even godly. Make up your mind if you think God has spoken to you. But you don't have to argue with them. You now be wise. Use wisdom. Because sometimes people can love us into distraction. 
They love you hard. Uh, they have prepared an American boy to come and marry. Not know that that American boy is a drug uh, addict or a junkie. But that, that, that doesn't show in the pictures. How many of you have seen a picture and the picture, the person is like this? And when your mother saw the picture, I was wow, that is my in-law. And he said, when you are married, your husband was not. I don't believe in those type of marriages. I have to say it now before it happens and somebody will come and say that, pastor is using my marriage to preach. You are not married like that. So <laughs> when it happens, don't think it's because of you. A man you have never seen you are going to marry. There are people who are walking around with organs out of their bodies. It doesn't happen. What are some of the organs they can bring out of them? Intestines out. You poop outside. Mm-hmm. When people are taking pictures, do they show their intestines that is out? So you can't use pictures to marry. So, but he did, he did, he did a video with me. That day that he did the video, his turkey has not come. <laughs> so your mother is telling you to go and marry somebody like that. Clearly, your mother sees that he's in America, he has American green card, he has America this, America that. It's out of love. It's not hatred. If your mother loves you, you will never hate you. You will never do that. But that love is a dangerous love. How many of you have realized that if you have a child when the child is sick and you love the child, you will not beat the child to drink medicine? Recently, Fanua was having malaria. Look, we, we tie him like a goat. This one, my, my leg was on his hand. And we did this. We hold the nose. So that when he's suffocating, he will be forced to. When you pray, you pull it out. What you do, you spit it out. I said, today you drink. <laughs> the mother was holding the legs like that. And me to have burnt down the. the, 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 the <laughs> I, I felt like we are killing a goat. Like, that's how I felt. I was feeling bad, but Charlie, we cannot let him be suffering like that. I bantam you like that. <laughs> that, that. That's how you show that you love somebody. But uh, this is our natural life. It doesn't go that that. You want somebody so cool, but the guy who don't know what he's doing. So when, like, when my mother came into our tent on campus, she's amplified her voice that I should become a politician. The tent on campus. You remember one time she came there, we all took pictures by the bus. Uh-huh. Ah, she kept asking me so many questions. Hey, Ora. And they had no school for Nadia Mawana. And teacher said, You move from between two and a half. And they had no test can, I'm not a machine in Google and say, Hey, for the eye. In the panel, Matias, you know, Mumuko Hangumana. Like, oh, Nitia Connors. Until one day I called her that we are buying a land. She should come and give money. She said, nonsense. Have I sent you? And that thing was a revelation. Have I sent you? And I said, who sent me? I was calling her that we are buying a land. We need money. 
she could have given me at that time her government was in power. No matter when this she comes to power, she's rich. She didn't mind me. Then we bought the land. We came into the tent. And one day, I was on my way to church. My brother called me that my mother is in Accra. She said she will come to your church. So I'm going somewhere. I'll go and pick her and bring her to your church. I said, okay. I mean, she shared. Give me my boys. My mommy fans, like, our prophet is here. Our bishop, our man of God. I'm showing you wisdom that we never fought. All right, so before we invite our senior pastor, our man of God, Samson, the ordination share before. They don't even believe that I'm called. We hear mistake now, say, I did we in our home. Especially the, 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 the Thanksgiving Sunday or that I'm married now. Oh, that day me tia uni anaso. I said my in-laws are here. Charlie, family to ye. Some of you are not sensitive. When you see the system has changed, also the you nipa no tutu ye. She shake game, no. He said we have the mother oh yeah, pastors. Umu mani Francis ah. Me John say, have my mother in the house or buy a man. Everybody was shouting when she went home. Come and see. Hey, hello, 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 no be a bunny DC. Oh, my crazy. From that day after tomorrow. Now, if I say I'll stop a pastor, she'll, 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 she'll kill herself. If you think God has called you, then go to God. Learn to relate with people in a natural way. God, God will speak to you by your humility to your people in authority. Many of you don't hear God because some of the principles you have broken them. If you want a solution, follow what God has said. You can't be praying for your husband and be abusing him. You can't be praying that your wife will be nice and you're abusing him. It doesn't work like that. God will not talk to you. And if he talks to you, imagine God says, say sorry. He said, I was talking to somebody. I said, I want to show you how to love a man. I want to show you. We are not trained like that, but I want to show you. That's how you do your things. Lastly, walk in obedience to the to God. Walk in obedience to the to, to, to the word of God. First Peter 3 1. Number three, walk obedience to Christ. Second Corinthians 10, verse 5. You see, Christ is the church. Anytime you read your Bible and you see Jesus. It refers to the one who died on the cross. The one who is no more on this earth. The one who was in Jerusalem, walking about in Judea, Galilee. That one is Jesus. When you read the Bible and you hear Christ, that's why the Bible didn't say this is the mystery of Jesus. There's no mystery of Jesus. 
There's the mystery of Christ. Anytime you see Christ, he's not talking about that one. He's talking about that one together with us. And he is the head and we are the body. So when the Bible is speaking of obedience to Christ, it's church. And the church, he's the head. Jesus is part of the church. I hope you understand. When you become part of the church, then the Bible calls Jesus Christ. Sometimes when you read the Bible, he mentions only Christ. That one is referring to the mystic person, which is the church. When he's talking about Jesus Christ, he's trying to refer to the Jesus who has now become the Christ. And when he says Jesus, he's referring to, so mostly when you read the New Testament, he says Jesus, the Christ. So that he will not be confused that if somebody comes again to call himself Jesus, he will know the one he's talking about. But the Jesus is a human being. The Christ is a human being that has become a spirit and that spirit is on earth and in heaven. That's the easiest way to explain it. Do you get it? I'm sure that if we were preaching a long sermon on this, you would have understood. But I think I preach on the mystery of Christ. Have I? I preach on the mystery of Christ. Plenty messages on Christology. That one there was my foundational doctrine. I hope you are following. Yes, sir. I'm almost done. Don't worry. So you must also, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Okay. I want to show you why the Christ refers to a spirit that is here. He said, and the church. Casting down arguments. Is there argument in heaven? Who is arguing with who? Every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Is there any high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God in heaven? Who is that person? Satan is down. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So that argument is the argument in the choir. That argument is the argument among the pastors. That argument is the argument among the choir ladies. That argument is the argument among the instrumentalists. That argument is the argument among the elders. That argument is among the church arguments. There's no people arguing on peace FM. Peace FM is not the church. They can continue the argument. If two unbelievers are discussing issues of the Bible, does it come to the church? But when somebody who is a pastor argues against the word of God, then suddenly it becomes an issue like the Nigerian pastor is doing. That Abraham paid tithe because he was an idol worshiper. And tithing is an Old Testament doctrine. I think we need an, a, a, a teaching on soteriology. The doctrine of salvation. Something that Paul even quoted in Hebrews. That he gave the tithe even to Levi who was in his... You don't know the Bible. I don't know why people sometimes want to find so much problem for themselves. Somebody says it is dangerous to be right in a place where men of authority are wrong. What it means is that it is dangerous to take a position against authoritative opinion. Ah, you mean Abraham was another worshiper? That's why. Because of that boy, this week I was reading all my Sumerian texts. 
about the Mesopotamian traditions. Four major documents to understand. Their offerings were not even tithing. I don't even know where he got the facts from. But see, I'm talking about it now. Because it's a pastor who said it. If it's an unbeliever who said it. So that argument is an argument in the church. Arguments in the body of Christ. And the Bible says that we should cast it down and bring everything to the obedience of Christ, the mystic church. So there is an authority of the church that if you don't walk in alignment, grace doesn't work in your life. You see, if you go to church of Pentecost and you don't wear duku, you are walking in disobedience. Grace doesn't work for you because it's a church doctrine. It's not even a communical doctrine. So the church father says, in the essentials, let there be unity. In the non-essentials, let there be liberty. The non-essentials includes a woman should not preach, a woman should cover the hair. It doesn't bring salvation. How can you say in Christ there's no male and female? And still say in Christ a woman cannot preach. So when did she become a woman? So that we can distinct her from a man because in Christ there's no man, there's no woman. Paul certainly was talking about the traditions of his fathers. Arguments. So if you want to hear God, if you want to know the will of God for your life, learn to walk in obedience to Christ. Brighten the corner where you belong. Great institutions are built by people who were committed to it. When you came to love rain, they say that this is how they do their things here. Don't fight it. If you don't like it, then you leave. But if you like it, there's no need to fight it. It means that you are working disorderly. When you came into the car, they say this is the leader. His plans may not even be the best. Stay there until you influence him to believe in you, to listen to you. That is wisdom. Do you think that a first timer comes here today and he says that it's wrong to have a TV hanging on the wall and I will remove the TV? But if, let's say, Eric says that, Pastor, <laughs> there is a problem. That is it. The, the, the problem is the TV that is hanging on the wall. I will say, uh-huh. I want to know because they have been here for years. They cannot suggest foolish things. So it takes time to win the trust of somebody. Like somebody who is a wife. You marry your husband just three years. He said, everything you say, your husband should listen. It doesn't work like that. Or even your husband. Let me bring it to the husbands. Everything you say, your wife should listen. It doesn't work like that. Your wife has to take her time to believe in you. Believe in your counsel. Believe in your wisdom. Believe in your advice. She must even come to the certainty of your love for her. You have not proven yourself. You, nobody listens to you like that. It takes time for people to see that you are a genuine person. You are a good man. Like right now, no matter how rich you are, if you come to church today, first day, you will never come and say, that I want to give one million dollars to the church. You have to be sure. This pastor, will he convert the one million into swimming pool? This pastor, you have to take your time to know. Yeah, people swimming pool, you don't know. The money that it costs. I made a mistake to ask somebody that how much is the swimming pool? You only mentioned the price. I said, ah, 
Let's say two rooms. <laughs> I wanted us to do a baptistry in church. So that when you come here, like from, let's say, this pillar to this pillar to this one to this one, it's actually a swimming pool. So when you come, you climb the stairs like this, and we baptize people here. And they say that we have to get a pump that whenever we have to clean, we have to pump the water out. And because this one is low here, the, the water cannot, by capillary action, rise and go out easily. So it has to be pumped out. So we have to buy a certain type of pump. And that pump is big. It's not just 2.0 horsepower and 1.5 horsepower we have around in our homes. It's a heavy pump. Then we have to now water, the, to waterproof the whole place. We must say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't make a switch. We just go You don't make a switch. Foolish decisions that the pastor can make. And I say, okay, then we can take the baptistry to the rooftop. So that that way you don't have to get any pump. You open uh, by the uh, major force of uh, uh, gravity, the water itself will come down so that we don't need a pump. But how would the water go up? <laughs> so you still have to buy a pump and pump the water up. Then I said, okay, but how do we treat the water? You still have to be buying chlorine. And I went to ask, the chlorine, you have to buy, I think it's 600 Ghana cities. So that you kill the bacteria. I said, yeah, yeah. Pressure near too much. Yeah, yeah. Baptist trivia. We thirty minutes. If this day don't go, there's a hotel here. Just go and baptize them and come. We baptize people in hotel, they manifested. So the, there's the power is everywhere. Do you remember? The hotel is at Domi here. Then the hotel guy who was mistreating us when we came was talking rubbish. When he saw it, he came to the police. I've reserved a special room for the pastor to go and change. When the pastor is done, <laughs> because he couldn't believe that this is the same pool people come to lie down with their girlfriends. This is the same swimming pool that people come to. So I come that, that, that the, the power is not in the water. The power is in people. Are you here? So learn to walk in obedience. sorry for. And God said, Oh, surprise. This is my wife. We married three weeks ago. And they are surprising me. took Canada. No, I cry. And And my daughter, she's very beautiful and humble. Oh, my daughter, she will listen to him. Then where is the daughter of Canada? You should come and report. You see, some of you, even when you are traveling, you should just send a test. Oh, Charlie, I say, Shepherd, I'll not be in church on Sunday. I'm going here with my director to go and do operations. I'll be back next week. And so, may the peace of God go with you. And come safely. That's how it's supposed to be. Imagine you are staying in the same house. You woke up, your wife was not lying by you. Why you come in the room? Three days, she has not come back. Won't you be alarmed? Hello? You will not be alarmed. So even if your house can be alarmed, how much more in church? 
So imagine every day the pastor's heart is like that. Somebody is missing. Somebody is stolen. Somebody cannot be found. Somebody is dead. Somebody is kidnapped. Somebody. <laughs> Glory to God. Lastly, obedience to the Spirit of God. Romans 8.14 As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Walk in obedience to leadership. Walk in obedience to the gospel of the teachings of the kingdom and the church family. God richly bless you. If you apply these things, God will always be speaking to you because he speaks through these platforms I have mentioned. How will God speak except by his spirit? That's how God speaks. God speaks through men. That's how I said I learned to respect the church. God speaks to people in authority. God speaks through his word. God speaks as the voice of the father. Hallelujah. And whenever he speaks to you, it will help you to know how to conduct yourself. If you walk in the will of God for your life, you are walking in safety. If you don't know the will of God for your life, your life becomes experimental. And you are bound to make so many mistakes. So many mistakes. And I've realized that in life, the number of mistakes you can avoid is part of the secrets to your success. Glory to God. Jump to your feet and let's close. What song is that? song is uh, you are amazing you are the good God this life is yours this song is from my heart you are amazing you are the good God this life is yours. This song is for my heart. You are amazing. You are a good, good guy. This life is yours. This song is for my heart. You are amazing. You are a Say, Father, I pray this morning that my heart is open. Therefore, speak to me. Now, listen to me. Every one of us here needs a direction from God over everything in our lives. I don't know what is a burden on your heart that you want God to give you a direction. There are day. Now, my income is 7,000 Ghana cities a month. It's not enough. And you see, if you, if you earn 7,000 after some time, it's not enough. If you earn 20,000 after some time, it's not enough. If you want earn 100,000 after some time, because you will have 100,000 lifestyle. 
and you'll be aiming at 200,000 lifestyle. Do you understand? No matter where you are, if you have a church of 100 people, you want God to increase it. 1,000 people, you want God to increase it, isn't it? Life generally is for progress. Pray to God that, Lord, give me a direction for the next level of my life. Lift up your voice and pray. Maybe your next level is to do PhD. Some of you, your next level is to enter tertiary. Some of you, your next level is to acquire a sewing machine. It's to get your own shop. I don't know, but I feel like God is giving people shops. Shops to start a strong burning vision for the next level. Pray to God, our Father, show me the way. Speak to me. Speak to me. As pastor preaches, let the word come up. As I lie down on my bed in my sleep, let it come as a vision. As I read, let God speak to you. He knows how to reach you. Anybody who has your phone number knows how to reach you. God knows how to reach you. Lord speak to me. Lord speak to me. Lord speak to me. Lord speak to me. Maybe your own your next level is marriage, but you don't even know how. Just pray to God. Maybe your next level is a person. Just speak to God. That person will locate you. Yours may be a job. Just speak to God. Where should I go? complexities God has a solution no matter the difficulty God has the way out whether it is medicine or sickness it's career it's with your boss it's with your landlord God has a solution
understand. May he bring light and understanding. May he bring direction to your life. May he show you the secret way to go. May the Lord speak concerning every situation here and let there be a miracle in the name of Jesus. May he speak in that job. May he speak in that ministry. May he speak in that sickness. May he speak in that situation. In the mighty name of Jesus. We have looked to men and we have given up. We have considered men and have thought that these men are the problems. But God says as we speak to you that it is because you have not heard him yet. May he speak to you and may you hear it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father we honor you and thank you. In Jesus mighty name. If you believe it, may you shout the biggest amen. amen. Shout your loudest amen. amen. And lastly, shout that you can feel it from your inside. Confused, you don't seem to know what to do, but God has spoken tonight this morning, 
and I know that revelation is hitting your spirit. Light is hitting your spirit. A part is revealed unto you. If you believe it, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God.